2: Hello and welcome to the Healing Whisper. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and I am so glad that you can join me today. Today, we are going to be finishing up some of the thoughts about what causes all disease and illness. But before we get into that, I'd like to let everybody know that you can connect with me on Facebook on the Healing Whisper page as well as Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, as well as my website, thehealingwhisper.com. I'd also like to mention that you can also check me out on voiceamerica.tv where I have The Healing Whisper, Mary Ann's Garden Show Goading, And it's not just any old gardening show. It is about gardening mindfully. So, Check it out. And I'd also like to say that this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended to treat, diagnose, heal, or cure anything. Everything contained in this show is the opinion of myself, Dr. Marianne Chase. Please always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any concerns that you may have. So all disease is caused by stress. And all stress is caused by an energy problem in the body. And the energy problem is caused by an issue of the heart. Now, what on earth am I talking about when I say issues of the heart? Well, it's really what we have been talking about all along on the show a couple of weeks ago, where I was talking about all disease caused by stress, and then I talked about how stress is caused by an energy problem in the body. Now, today we will be talking about those heart issues. Now, what exactly is the heart? Well, that is our human hard drive. You know, when you have a computer, you've got a hard drive. It doesn't matter what kind of computer it is. It does have a hard drive. And so the human heart is basically our hard drive. It is what tells us how to operate day in and day out. And when I talk about the heart, I am not talking about the beating heart. I am talking about the I love you with all my heart heart. It does have to do with the emotions. It does have to do with our memories. And it has to do with our spirit. Or you might even say soul. So when we are becoming more and more spiritual, we are thinking and acting more and more out of our conscious heart. But did you know that we have an unconscious heart? Yeah, we do, and I will get into that in a little bit. But let's get back to that example of the computer hard drive. You know, when you've got a file on your computer and you need to delete it or you want to delete it or you do delete it, that it doesn't necessarily go away 100% just by hitting that delete button. You know, somebody who is really talented in programming can actually find these files on occasion. Well, it's like that with our hard drive. We think sometimes that if you just hit a delete button that it gets rid of a bad file or a corrupt file. And not necessarily necessarily. And in fact, usually not. So, in the human hard drive, everything that happens is recorded. You don't even have to hit the save or the enter button. Everything that happens to you, everything that you see is recorded. And it is in the memory banks of your human hard drive, the memory banks of your heart. And when it's there, you probably don't remember it. In fact, unless you make a really huge effort, you won't remember about 90% of what is recorded on that hard drive. And yeah, There are some people that are extraordinarily talented and can remember a lot. But even those individuals don't remember everything. If you were to try and remember what you had for lunch today or yesterday, you probably could remember that. But if somebody were to ask you, what did you have for lunch exactly one year ago? My bet would be, unless you keep a written diary, you won't remember what you had for lunch a year ago exactly. But guess what? The memory is there, and it is in storage 90% of our memories are in storage and it's called our subconscious it is like the proverbial iceberg you've got 10% of an iceberg above water and you've got 90% of that iceberg below water and it's really a big part of that iceberg. It's that 90% of the iceberg that sunk the Titanic. We tend to forget that. So we have that 90% of our subconscious memories below the surface of the water, and it is in our subconscious So as I have spoken about in previous shows, this memory that we have in our subconscious, it's all energy. It's not a physical thing. It's not blood and bone and hair that you can feel, but it is energy. It's kind of like a digital camera. You click the button on a digital camera, it opens up the lens, lets the light in, and then what is recorded on the digital media that you're using, whatever you're using, it's recorded as energy in certain codes that then can be retrieved by a computer and put onto paper in colors and then displayed on our walls as a photograph. Even though that physical photograph is something that you can touch and feel, it didn't start out as a touchy-feely thing. It started out as light entering into the camera. And that light is energy. And so when you have an energy picture image coming into your brain through your eyes, it is recorded. But guess what? It is not recorded in your brain. It used to be thought that all images and memories were recorded in our brain. But you know, through brain surgery and other scientific testings, they now know that our memories really aren't in the brain. There will be some parts of memory that are in the brain, but those memories are also everywhere, throughout your entire body, in every single cell of your body. And if you were to recall that image, say your image of lunch yesterday, recall that image, and if it was a really tasty lunch and you enjoyed it, you will have very pleasurable feelings. But if it wasn't a tasty lunch, if you got bad service, if you were at a restaurant, or maybe it just wasn't that good, you will have an image of that lunch that wasn't so great. And what are your feelings associated with that not so great lunch? Not exactly a positive feeling that you're getting from that when I said lunch, didn't it come to you as an image? Something that you remember. So all of our memories, every single one of them, are in the form of an image. And I have said that with the exception of a person that has been blind from birth, they won't have images. And I take exception to that simply because we have memories that we have inherited. And if the people that we inherited those memories from were seeing individuals, those memories we will be able to see as an image, even though you might be have been blind from birth. That image of their lunch that they had a hundred years ago can come to your mind. Now, as a blind person, you may not be able to describe what it is that you're seeing in your, subconscious, because you have nothing to reference that image to. But everything that you see, whether you are blind or seeing, is recorded as an image. And when it is recorded as an image our human hard drive has something to reference. So when we see something of the same image, the same lunch, we can go, oh, yeah, hmm, that's going to be a good lunch, because we're referencing that image. But if we had that same lunch and it was bad, we will reference that image of, ooh, bad lunch, avoid. That is what our heart is all about. It's about those images stored in every cell of your body that makes your heart And it's such a powerful reference that to overcome what that image says to you can be very, very difficult. So to overcome that bad lunch that you had, you have to force yourself to eat the same lunch again and it be a good lunch, then the reference of a bad lunch that I have eaten, now, oh, okay, now I realize that was just one instance, and now I've got a good lunch. Does that make sense? I hope so. I have one more illustration to go through When we come back from the break, don't go away.
3: Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes
1: we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with Custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching.
3: or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up?
4: Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now.
2: Welcome back to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and I am so glad that you are sticking with me. Today, we are talking about the heart, the human hard drive for everything that we do. And just before the break, I was talking about the images of our memories, that everything we see in life, and memory wise, comes from an image. One of the best examples that I have ever seen how these images work for us to reference back to was the tales of when Columbus and the Mayflower and those ships landed on the coast of the Americas. The Native Americans at that time had no reference as to what a sailing ship was. They only had maybe canoes that they went out onto the ocean. And as the tale goes, these natives didn't even see the ships because they had absolutely no reference to what a ship was looks like. And really the same thing happens in modern society. Tale after tale is told about a person that was nearby when something disastrous was happening, like a shooting or a bombing. And because they had never experienced anything like that in their lives, They had no reference. They didn't know that they needed to drop and duck. I can say the same thing for myself. Many, many years ago, I was sitting in my home. It was nighttime, and I heard a loud noise. And all I could say was, It sounded like somebody slammed the tailgate of a pickup truck really hard. That was my only reference to a sound like that. Well, as it turns out, sadly, it was my next-door neighbor that had been arrested, and the police thought he had a gun because they saw something in the night that they thought was a gun, and so they fired a shot. What I heard was the gun going off, which I'm thinking must have been the sidearm. And so I didn't hear a gunshot. I heard a tailgate because I had no memory to reference a gunshot to. And yes, I did grow up in Oklahoma, and yes, I did grow up on a farm. (laughs) I still didn't have that to reference. The point is, what you see, and in this case, here, externally, is determined by what you have been programmed to see or hear. So here is my point. When you bring up an image of something and it causes a memory that's not necessarily a good memory, it could be a negative memory. It could be a really negative memory you are programmed to react to that appropriately. Had I been programmed to react to a gunshot, I might have called 911 and the police, not knowing that they were already outside. But I wasn't programmed for that, so I didn't call Anybody. The same thing goes with that memory. So if you think of something really disappointing, say, let's just, something happened in your life as as a youngster. One of the best illustrations that I can come up with is a parent didn't show up for some event When you think of that disappointment, first of all, you get an image. I personally get an image of a play that I was in, and my dad was unable to make it. Yes, I was disappointed. What is your feeling that you're getting? Is it like a tightness in the gut? Is it a a kind of a choking feeling? Maybe it's a weight on your back. Whatever the feeling is, that's the feeling you get when that image is brought up. And so whenever anything comes at you that might say this is disappointment, this is going to be disappointing, then you are having those same feelings again and if you recall that memory over and over and over again over time you will develop disease say you had that disappointment feeling in your gut what about a gut disease, or you always have discomfort in your gut, or weight on your shoulders, do you have shoulder problems, or your throat, do you have throat problems? That's how those memories, those memories of disappointment come up and Cause disease over a period of time. Now, you might be thinking, okay, wait, this is just one memory of disappointment. How can it be doing this to me over and over and over again? Well, unfortunately, it's not just that one memory, it is many, many hundreds of thousands of memories. Remember what I said? That everything we see is recorded on that human hard drive. Recorded in every single cell of your body. So if you have a disappointment that comes up, that's recorded. If you have something that makes you angry, that is recorded if you have something happen to you that you don't feel love, that is recorded. All of these things are recorded. All of these negative images are recorded. And your human hard drive, whenever you get that image back into your eyes, your human hard drive says, okay, that image means I'm going to get disappointed or I'm not going to get love, or whatever it is that your image tells you is going to happen. And it tells you to react in the way that you're supposed to react to get away from that negative. So here it is. You've got Dozens and thousands upon millions of images coming in upon every day. And not every single image is positive. And maybe you're having a really good day, but yesterday wasn't. But it really doesn't matter because you remember that 90% of these images are below the waterline They are in your subconscious, and it doesn't take much to trigger it. And in fact, whatever triggers it, your subconscious is going, oh, I've got to protect myself because this could cause pain. But it's not doing it just once. It's doing it day in, day out, hour after hour Because guess what? Your human hard drive is running 24-7. When you have that human hard drive going, and you have to, I mean, that's that's the way it works. When you have that human hard drive going 24-7, these negative images keep coming up And and it's there to protect you. It's there to help you be alive. And that is what causes your stress. Do you see that every image that you've got in that hard drive is causing stress? And it's a stress that does cause the illness and disease. Remember, we've talked about this in past shows, that the stress is what causes all disease. The stress is what causes illness. And so if you have these stressful events happening over time, over a long period of time, it is what causes disease. So, folks, when we come back from the break, let's go over how these memories actually cause that stress. So, don't go away. What's happening
3: on the Voice America Talk Radio Network? By keeping up with us on Twitter, you can find us at VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you feeling stuck?
1: Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom healing code coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit thehealingwhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit thehealingwhisper.com and click coaching.
3: We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up?
4: Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now.
1: You are listening to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace.
2: Thanks for sticking with me. I'd just like to remind everybody that you can catch me on Facebook at The Healing Whisper page, as well as Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and my website, thehealingwhisper.com. And today we are talking about the human hard drive. And just before the break, I was talking a little bit about how those images that we have with each and every memory are recorded in every single cell of our body. And because those are recorded, and 90% of them are in your subconscious, you can't really choose what's coming up. Because your subconscious mind is not under your control. As much as we want to think it is, it isn't. Because it has a mind of its own. And you know what activates that subconscious? Yeah, it's the images that come in. And then the next question is, okay, so we've got these images coming in. Why is that activating a stress response? It's because that image contains a wrong belief. Have you ever done something that you just didn't want to do, but you keep finding yourself doing that over and over again? A perfect example is eating too much food or eating the wrong kinds of food. Perfect example. Or another example is people that really try hard to get a promotion at work and just never seems to happen. They do something to self-sabotage it's because of a belief that is attached with the memory. So with somebody that might be overeating or eating the wrong kinds of foods, it is a memory that maybe eating that wrong kind of food was what brought the pleasure rather than the pain. And It's just like a hard drive again, a hard drive on that computer. Sometimes all of those files coming into the computer get kind of scattered about. And with certain computers, you have to defragment the hard drive. Put all those files together in one place where you can really find them where you can work with them, where you can delete those files that are no longer serving whatever it was that you were doing. And it's kind of the same way with that human hard drive, the heart. It's getting a little too fragmented with all of those images that are in there. It is like... Your human hard drive has a virus. And guess what? Your antivirus program is making you sick. I know, as hard as it is to believe, it is making you sick. I know, I experienced an antivirus program on one of my computer's many years ago, that actually made the computer hardly work. The antivirus program was spending so much computer memory, so much processing power just to do its job that I couldn't even do my job. So that's really kind of how your human antivirus program is making you sick. Now, I'm not talking about the immune system here. Yes, our immune system is an antivirus program. It's also an antibacteria program. It's also an anti-cancer program. I'm talking about the stress response. That is your antivirus program. It is a program that is designed to keep you alive. It is a program of the heart. And if we look at a heart virus as that negative image with the negative belief attached to it, So what is that program designed to do? First of all, it's designed to have us, as humans, seek pleasure, avoid pain. That's its programming, period. End of story. Seek pleasure, avoid pain. And unfortunately, we keep adding to that pain category over time. And so when overeating a certain food says to our antivirus program, oh, this certain food, though, it, it causes pleasure. Whether it is actually the physical pre- pleasure of processed sugar, which is kind of like a cocaine thing. Well, it is cocaine. It's harder to get off of sugar than it is to get off of cocaine. It is that kind of addiction. But that's not what we're talking about here today. We're talking about that pleasure response. If eating that same food when you were under a stressful situation made you even more stressed, I would bet a dime to a dollar you'd never eat that food again because your antivirus program said, oh, no, that food causes pain. It does not bring in pleasure. But we keep adding to this pain category time and time and time again. And really, unfortunately, sometimes, we don't think logically about that pain. Let's just take, for example, a child is stung by a bee. And yeah, that hurts. But that child runs fearfully, extreme fear, away from a bee from that point on. And it's not because that sting was that painful, but the child's antivirus program said, okay, that pain is to be avoided at any and every cost. And who knows but what, maybe the child put its hand down on the bee, and the bee just simply was reacting in its own self-protective way. Because really, you know what? Bees don't just come up to people and sting them out of spite, or sting them because they're there. Bees are just protecting themselves. But that wasn't the thinking with that child's antivirus program, that child's thinking said, all bees, all wasps, are extraordinarily dangerous and cause extreme pain. Avoid, avoid, avoid. And anybody who's listening to this show and is old enough or has seen the shows from the, I believe it was the 1960s, there was a TV show called Lost in Space. And the robot that they had in this show, Lost in Space, would stick its arms out when something was coming along that was dangerous and wave them up and down and say, Danger! 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 That's what your antivirus program is doing. And it's doing it because of a memory, and it is doing it because of a wrong belief associated with that memory. Now, had that child known that to get a sting, they have to cause that bee or wasp to feel threatened, that child would say, okay, just standing here with a bee buzzing about is not going to mean I'm going to get stung. It means I just need to be careful. I need to watch and step away if it tries to land on me. So we've got all of these memories that have positive things associated with them and wrong things associated with them. So where do we get these memories? Well, there are three different areas. One is trauma, and we're all very familiar, well, I should think we're all very familiar with the post-traumatic stress disorder. And trauma is the type of memory that says something that triggers this image of war or this image of something, whatever it was, traumatic, causes that person to go into that self-protection response by the body. And it can be so extreme and severe that a person actually shuts down. That's post-traumatic stress. And then there are these memories that are considered inherited. I've spoken about this before, and I will briefly remind everybody that, yes, we inherit memories. Every single memory, every single image that comes in is stored in every single cell of our body, including that half cell of the egg or the sperm. And when they come together, we can get the memories from Generations of our fathers or generations of our mothers. And we know this. I personally can tell you stories about my own memories that I inherited through my parents. Things that I struggled with. You see, both of my parents were children of the Great Depression. My mom was 10 years old in 1930. My dad was 12. And that financial economic disaster was so deeply imprinted upon people that lived in that time and consequently were World War II veterans and and people, that their children inherited that. And you know what? As much as I disliked my mom's hoarding because the the, the mantra was, save that bent nail. You can straighten it out and use it later. Or save that old screw You never know when you could use it again. That was the mentality. And I struggle with the same thing because of the memory of the Great Depression and the extreme severe lack that that created in the minds and memories Of those individuals. I think they're called the greatest generation. And you know what? I probably pass those memories down to my own children. And they could pass them down to their children. But this is something, this chain can be broken. There is hope. And the third way that you can get memories is at that time between about in the womb all the way up to about age six, maybe all the way up to 12. That's what we consider the pre-language and pre-logical era of a child. And an example that is made of this is a, a little boy lying in his crib, he cries because he's dirtied his diaper. And that's that's what babies do. And he just knows that when he's crying, his mother comes in, it's the middle of the night. She is not happy about being awakened. She's not giving him love. She just slaps on a new diaper and goes back to bed. What he doesn't know, nor will he understand, is how hard... That mother may have been working, how tired she was. But that little boy, that baby, interprets that as, I'll never get love from a woman. Or, I can't dirty my pants, period. Because that causes anger. So that was a memory that that child probably doesn't even bring up to the conscious simply because it was that 90% under-the-water memory. So we've got this memory. We've got a negative belief associated with it. And guess what? I consider all of these three ways of getting these memories all traumatic. Now, yeah, that inherited memory was traumatic for my parents, but it wasn't for me. But it still caused a post-traumatic stress with me. And in no way am I intending to downplay those individuals that suffer from extreme post traumatic stress disorder but in some way all of us have post traumatic stress because this negative memory it's getting that stress response into action what is the stress response It's also known as the fight-or-flight response. And if you're listening for the first time, the fight-or-flight is what we have buried in our DNA. It is who we are to keep us alive. And we believe that if we don't straighten out that nail or save that screw, it will cause some sort of pain later on. And our antivirus program, our fight-or-flight program, does not know that it's not a pain that would kill us, but it is pain, and therefore we need to run away and or fight. What it does is it gets hormones going in our body, And these hormones are known as cortisol. And that cortisol is what flows through the body to tell the muscles to run away. It tells the heart to beat fast. And it also shuts down all the non-essential functions of our body. Now think of this. If you are getting this stress hormone flowing through your body often, 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 24 hours a day, seven days a week, then do you think that having your immune system shut down, having your digestion shut down, having your logical brain shut down all the time, do you think that's healthy? It really isn't. The fight or flight, Response was designed to keep us alive, but it was also designed to only function for short periods of a time. So here we are in this modern society with hundreds of years to go in our lives and suddenly we're getting sick. Well, what do you know? we have all of this stress going. And it's stress that you're probably not even aware of because it's that 90% under the waterline stress that is happening to you. Stress that you may not even know that you're about because it is generational in, in function. So what do you do? Well, you have to break those negative memories. You've got to get your antivirus program to settle down. It's not going to settle down as long as those negative memories are there. Because those negative memories will always be triggered by an image coming in into your eyes. It's how we are hardwired to stay alive. Unfortunately, it is what is making us sick. And folks, the only way to break those negative images is by changing that memory belief attached. When you have a negative belief attached to a memory, you've got to change it. But the good news is you don't have to find out what that negative belief is. You don't have to find out what that negative memory is. In fact, your body knows what it is because, yeah, your body has been reacting to those images coming in and saying, oh, well, that's a negative thing, so let's avoid it. And the only way to change that negative belief surrounding the memory is through energy. Remember, this wrong belief is causing an energy problem in the body. And if you're going to change an energy problem, you've got to change the belief. You've got to do it with energy. It's that simple. My strongest recommendation for you folks is to get the Healing Code book by Dr. Alex Lloyd. But there are many, many, many ways to heal through energy. Well, way too soon, it has come time for the end of the show. I would like to remind everybody once again that you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and my website, TheHealingWhisper.com. And today we've been talking about the heart and the memories that are in that heart. And King Solomon, thousands of years ago, knew that that was what caused the problems. And he said, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. And so folks, until next week, blessings. Thank you
1: again for taking the advice of your heart and tuning in to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. Please join your host, Dr. Marianne Chase, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We hope to talk to you again next week.